to be here. Can we thank these guys, worship team, they're absolute legends. Mark is the most generous of the team today because he's, he's lending me his gear, and I love that. Thank you, sir. You can uh, grab a seat. I don't know if I said that or not. Sorry if I left you just hanging there. That's my bad. I uh, have just come back from man camp. We've had a, a great weekend together. I came back last night, voted off the island again. Uh, something to do with my manliness, I think, the boys were saying. But uh, we've had a, a great time together, about 70 blokes down there and about 4 million flies. And uh, so, so that's been good. I think some of the youth can, can experience what I'm talking about. We have this rule at man camp as well. It's got nothing to do with my sermon, but hey. Uh, well, you're not allowed to speak negatively about the flies. So there's some kind of punishment that would be inflicted on you if you speak negatively about the flies. So I make up my job to just talk about how much I love them, how I love how they touch me, how, how it relaxes me when they just buzz on my face. And uh, not just one, but you know, I'm talking like thousands, like uh, the worship was going off the chain because people are like doing this, like, you know, there's just no choice. Some people two-handedly, you know, like, and just everywhere. It was awesome. But we had, we've had a, a great time this morning as well. There's actually a baptism uh, happening, which is amazing. Well, at least one, there was one last night that I knew of. Who knows, they always come out right at the end. So they'll go down to the river, which is so cool, and, and baptized in the river. And it's, uh, it's, it's just great. And the, the baptism, actually, it's worth kind of sharing a, a little bit about that because we, we don't have a video this morning. I uh, couldn't turn that around in the bush. But, um, you know, this guy Brody, his name is, and, and Brody's been coming to Marawa kind of since the beginning. He's actually the longest attending block, uh, True North block guy, Brody. He's, uh, he, he used to hang out on our block when it was just bush. And, and I've been uh, hesitant to ask him what he used to get up to. So, you know, he said he used to camp there sometimes and would hang out there. And uh, we were doing our site work. So I remember the first time I met Brody, we were shoveling uh, I think it was mulch into the, the childcare, and this guy comes, he's like, give me that shovel. I'm like, I don't know who you are, but God bless you. And he took my shovel, and he just went crazy uh, moving the mulch, and he stacks chairs, and he's just a real legend. And he, 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 he lives in, in, in that kind of area, has lived there his whole life, has had some, you know, challenges throughout that. But one of the things he said to me is, he's like, I'm so glad this place got built. It's so much better than the bushland that was here, and the things that would go on here, and the things that would happen here, and, and this place means something special to the area. And so he's been coming over the last little while and Saturday night just was at dinner and he's like, Chad, he's like, I think I want to get baptized. And I was like, I think you should do that tomorrow. And he's like, oh, I need to think. I'm like, I'll leave it with you, but you should do that tomorrow. And then like I see uh, Pastor Dean sitting with him and, and you know, Pastor Dean's been great with him and they're having a chat and then he's like, man, Brody's getting baptized tomorrow. I'm like, come on. Like, that's why our church exists. Some guy who just was a random patch of bushland for him and his friends. And now he's come in and he's been able to find Jesus and he's getting baptized. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have Christian parents or anything, but he's, he's given his life to Jesus and he's getting baptized at mankind. I think that's, can we celebrate? I think that's just worth, that's worth celebrating. That's why, that's why we exist. That's why we, we do what we are doing. So I hope that encourages you uh, this morning. But uh, we're going we're gonna to look at a, a passage of scripture uh, from, the, from the Bible, from Joshua. Joshua 1, it's one of my favorite uh, passages of scripture. I, I, I love uh, this this. I guess it's called in, in some uh, translations, you know how these little titles, I love those little titles sometimes, and, and it says God's charge to Joshua. And, and Joshua, uh, we're picking up the story, the, the Israelites have left Egypt, they've been wandering around the desert, they've been under Moses' uh, leadership, and, and Moses has just kind of passed away as we're about to learn, and, and, and Joshua was his assistant, and so uh, he's having this, this meeting with God, I suppose, and, and he's there, and, and, and God kind of says this to him. He says this, it says, After the death of Moses... 
the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land that I have given you. From the Negev wilderness to the south of Lebanon mountains to the north, from the Euphrates River to the, in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I'll be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. You know, what we see here is this is a changing of the guard. This is a new season. This is a, another season in the, in the story of God's people, but in the life of Joshua. Joshua was Moses' assistant, no doubt trained by him, no doubt seen some crazy things with his staff along the way and all the, the great miracles that he's done, but no doubt had seen all the hardship uh, throughout what had happened in, in this season of time. You imagine 40 years walking around the desert. Like I, I read that in, in my head, it kind of takes the same amount of time as it probably takes me to turn the page and get on to the next bit, you know, what I'm, but 40 years, like I'm 35, there's still like another five years of that story before, you know, it is unbelievable that it's that long. And when you think about it, it really makes you realize the challenges that these guys kind of went through. It's a bit like Netflix, like you start the next episode and it took 15 seconds, but you're not sure how far it is into the story. Like there's no like three months later and you have to kind of work it out. Like 40 years later, it would say, you know. And Joshua was there and he's having this moment with God and God's like, you're the man. It's your time to step up. This is your new season. I'm going to lead through you. Here's my promise. Here's your calling. It's time for you to step up. And I don't know if you've ever had one of those moments uh, before or whether you feel like you've entered a, a different season, maybe a new job, maybe you've kind of moved into a different area, maybe a different school. I don't know. For all of us, there's all these different seasons in life that we go through. And we have call of God on our life, but in this situation, it's a new season for Joshua and God is calling him to step up because they're going to start taking some new ground. He says, wherever you put your foot, it's yours. Wherever you go, you're going to prosper because I'm going to be with you. You are going to lead these people. There's this calling for him to step up. And I, I just believe as God's people, you know, constantly we need to be reminded that it's our call to step up. That wherever God has us, you know, but we, we talked about before, this is our moment as the church gathered. I love the church gathered. I love coming together for all the different things we do, Sundays, all the different things I get to be a part of. I love it when God's people gather. But you know what? That is the smallest percentage of our time as True North Church. As True North Church, we spend more time scattered than we do gathered. But you know what? When we're scattered, we're still the church. You are a representative of True North Church wherever you place your feet. And I believe that there's ground to be taken where you are for the kingdom. That God promises that where we put our feet, we can take ground for the kingdom. But I, I remember this kind of in my life. I, I remember uh, being a youth pastor here two days a week and working in a school a few days a week. It was the dream. I, I would work here, run programs for young people and basically snorkel in school. Uh, you know, that, I'll be honest, that's what I did most of my time as a chaplain. I was on a bus and I was surfing or I was snorkeling or I was cooking or I was, it was awesome. And our senior pastor came and I felt like I was right in my groove. And our senior pastor at the time came and he's like, hey, we'd like to uh, have you around here a little bit more. We're wondering if we could add some time. And I'm like, I love youth ministry. Let's go for it. But he's like, there's not enough uh, time available, resource available in youth. You, you're going to have to do something else. And I'm like, please, Jesus, don't let it be kids. Like, I'm so bad with kids. Like, I'm going to, like, you know, someone's, you know, I can't do Coke skulls with, like, what, you know, like, what are we going to do? And he was like, I want you to come on in our creative department. I'm like, that is so random. Can I go kids? Like, you know, like, I, 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 you know, like, you wish wishing not this. And then they're like, oh, I'm like, I'll go this. 
And he's like, just come on, we've got a creative pastor, just come in one day, we know you've done some stuff with services before, you can help and, you know, just pitch in, it'll be a way to, to have you around here more and it's a need that could be filled. And I was like, sure. I'll do it. So I resigned from school, uh, came on here a little bit more uh, days a week, and, and uh, that was right at the end of the year I finished school. So February comes, uh, and I, I walk in on my first day to start my new uh, role, and still doing youth, but you know, had, I'd never really got to go to staff meetings much because I was at school all the time, and uh, I walk in, I'm like, hey, Phil, you know, how good's this, working together, you know, all the time, I love this, we're sharing an office living the dream, and then I'm like, oh, do the elders come to staff meeting these days? And uh, he's like, no, and then the door shut, I'm like, ah, oh, something's going down, you know what I'm saying? And we're in there, and it was actually Dean's first day as well, so some of you might have heard this story before, and uh, on that day, we had a few resignations of staff, and uh, we're all sitting there and going, all right, so, uh, who's, you know, like a couple of people went, and, uh, you know, for, for, you know, different reasons and whatnot, and it was all good, and we're like, all right, well, we've got to figure out what to do, and the, one of the people who resigned was running our creative department. And uh, so we're like, what are we going to do here? And everyone kind of looks and goes, well, you do that. And I'm like, hey, hey, I haven't even had a day yet. Uh, you know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And they're like, I reckon you should just do that. I'm like, okay. So we're like, oh, we'll give you an extra little bit of time. And you can just, and I'm, like, I'm like, all right, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do here. I'm like, I, like I, don't even, I don't even know how to turn the PA system on. Like, someone does that for me at youth. I'm like, go home. So he's like, how was, your, how was your day? I'm like, you won't believe it. Like, I'm the new creative pastor. She was like, what? She's like, you? I'm like, yeah, tell me about it, right? And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I can't, you know, I can't sing. I go to these various things with other creative pastors. They're like, oh, how many times do you lead worship a week? And I'm like, ah, uh, never. You know, like, I'm like, oh, so you're like a video guy or a sound guy? I'm like, nope. Uh, you know, and they're like, you're weird. I'm like, yes. Uh, but I remember going to my first, like, creative night. I'm like, there, I'm like, what am I going to do? I got no idea, like, what to say to these people, you know, like, can't sing them a song or I remember feeling like incredibly uncomfortable when this lady, a uh, great part of our church, Chris Bailey, I don't know if those of you know, she, she came up and she was, she's just the most encouraging lady. She's, and she puts her arm around and she's like, you're going to do great at this. And I'm like, you're really nice. You know, like, I don't have much to say. Thanks for your encouragement. She was like, no, God has put you, and she starts giving me this word from God and like, and suddenly it's felt stronger in my legs. And then I, like, I make a mistake. She's like, Ryan, now come with me. You know, <laughs> like, I'm like, great. So she's like, you need like, I need to straighten you up. I'm like, cool. So she was like, my mom, she's like, help and lead me. But I, I just look and go, sometimes the, the season doesn't always make sense. Maybe the time you, you step into something, you're like, I, I, I don't know, why, why me? Like, what, what's going on here? And I don't know what it was for Joshua because it doesn't say, but I would imagine there would be some, like, mixed emotions about his leader not being there anymore and then, hey, you're the one who's going to step in and there's going to be some really difficult, challenging times ahead of you. Like, this was going to be a battle for God's people to take the land back that was rightfully theirs. He was stepping into a season where he was going to have to be battle-hardened. But you know what? We don't always get to choose the season that we go into. We don't always get to choose uh, the job that we work in. We don't always get to choose the, the people that we're put around. But God has placed you where you are, I believe, as the church scattered to take ground for his kingdom. You know, when we gather, there's stories like Brody that, that walk in and, and get, get to, to have these opportunities. But I believe for the church to really thrive the way God intended it to, God's people, when they're scattered, need to be stepping up in the season they're in, in the calling they're in, to take ground for the kingdom of God. And that's not just my responsibility. It's not just, you know, the staff. It's, it's all of us. You know, I don't know your work people. I don't know your, I don't live in the neighborhood you live in, and, and nor should I. But the reality is God has placed you where you are. And he's placed a calling on your life that is unique to you. But it's kind of the same, 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 but different. We're all called to take ground for the kingdom, but we all do it differently during the week. And then we get to gather and we get to come side by side and stand together to encourage one another 
and celebrate what God is doing amongst us and create a space where people can come and encounter God. And that's what we're doing this morning. And so there is this call to step up. And then God continues this conversation with Joshua and he kind of, we'll just start here in in verse 6. I love this. It says this. It says, Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. He uses this phrase a lot, be strong and courageous. Strength and courage. You know, God's people need to be people of strength and courage. You know, when I think of strength and courage, I often think of my favourite footballer, Jeremy McGovern. Uh, I love Jeremy McGovern. He's the no-fuss footballer, if you don't know who he is. He plays for the, the mighty West Coast Eagles, and he's a staunch defender, and he, he'll just do anything to kind of get the ball, and he's obviously strong because he's an athlete, but he, 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 he does things of, you know, w- what would be regarded as great courage. You know, we think of, sometimes we think of superheroes or military people. We think of people's strength and courage, people who are willing to just go into battle and do whatever it takes. But, you know, I think it's highly possible for us as people to kind of sometimes have strength and and have no courage or to have courage but maybe just not have no strength. But God doesn't say you just need to be really strong so you can go and fight a battle or you need to be courageous just to run in there and do what it takes. But he's saying you need to be strong and courageous. You know, growing up I had a couple of different friends and one of the friends I played football with, he was quite a, a small kid but he loved football. And you would think by the way he played, he was six foot four and, you know, built strong and... He was like really little and really skinny. And so he lacked strength. But what he didn't lack to his own detriment, unfortunately, was courage. And so he would just run into any situation, any circumstance, any contest, and like he would just want to get the ball. But 90% of the time, he would just get flattened. And like we'd go over, we'd pick him up. I'm like, good effort, man, you know. Um, maybe just take it a bit more easy. He's like, no, you know, coach said, you know, like he wrapped us up. and i got to go get that. And he would just get flattened every time. And he just pick himself up and we're like, buddy, you got to hit the gym, man. Like, come on, you know, uh, do some weights, bulk up. But then I had another friend who was like six foot four and, you know, huge and really strong. And unfortunately, I learned one day that he lacks courage. We were out somewhere and bumped into some guys who began to give us a hard time. And I'm like, oh, sweet. We got, we got you know, I got my mate with me. This is awesome. I'm, so I start giving him lip, you know. I'm like, who do you think you're talking to? You know, like, all the courage suddenly comes out, right? Because like, yeah. I thought my source of strength was right behind me. I turned around, I'm like, yeah, what are you? And he was gone. I'm like, uh, yeah. Um, like, he just ran off. He had no courage. Like, I had all the strength in the world to help us, you know, stand up for ourselves and kind of go, you know, mediate and whatever. And I thought, you know, my source of strength back here. And nope, no courage. So he ran off. And so I did the same, you know, like, hey, I'm out of here. Because I had no courage to begin with. I was just, you know, like, with false courage. But the reality is God calls them here to be a person, Joshua, of strength and courage. You're going into this season. He gives him the reminder of the calling. You know, I, I love some of these phrases uh, around the word when you, when you look at the translation of, of strength. To establish oneself firmly, to encourage, to rally strength. Encourage, to strengthen, to support, to establish. I love this, to persist and determine. This is the calling that he's giving to Joshua to say, you need to be a person of strength and courage. And here's where I think like, unlike me, where I put my uh, courage in, in someone else's thing, there's this quote from um, C.S. Lewis, and, and I do love this. I just want to mention this. It says, Strength will not help you if all you can do is move boulders, but strength with courage can accomplish anything. See, it's no good just to have one or the other. We need to have both. We need to be people of strength and courage. And where does that come from? It comes from God. And, you know, the first thing we kind of see in this, this verse 6, 
where, where it says, be strong and courageous, it, it goes on and it says, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give to them. You know, there is strength and courage that can come from the calling of God on his life. You know, God really identifies him and goes, you are the one. You're the one. It's going to be you. You're going to do it. You're the one. You know, the reality is in your world, in your life, you are the one. There is a calling from God on your life and you can take strength and courage from that because he's got you there. He's placed you there. He's put a promise on your life. There is strength and courage that can come from the promises of God that he gives us. It should give us strength. It should encourage us. It should give us the courage to go, this is from God. Wherever I go, wherever I put my feet, I have the ability to take new ground for the kingdom of God. We need to remember the promise that God puts in our lives. You know, it continues with another, be strong, and this time very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the left or to, to the right or to the left. I don't know why I always start with the left. It starts with the right. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, only then, will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. You know what God's talking about here, I believe, is strength of character. You know, the, the, book, of, the book that he's telling him to, to meditate on is not battle strategy. It's not, hey, if you enter this part of the land first and you do this thing, you'll, you'll get that. And then you, it's not a battle plan. If I was Joshua, I'd have been like, a battle plan would be real handy, God. Just show it all to me and let me like follow it out. But you know what? Strength and courage takes good character. He's not saying if you have the right battle plan, if you have all the right troops, if you have all the right battle equipment, if you do it in a certain way, you're going to be successful. He says it's for you to be successful in all that you do, you need to meditate on this book. To be sure not to deviate to the left or to the right, but to meditate on my word. You know, I was asking myself this week, how often really do I sit and meditate on the Word of God. And I feel like it's something I'm developing in my life, but if I'm honest, I don't reckon it's enough. I reckon there's always room for a little bit more. You know what? I'm probably better at reading the Word of God sometimes than I am actually meditating on it. To meditate on it, to, to, to really just let it go through your mind and your heart and focus on it and take it and think about it and apply it to your life. He's saying, do that and you'll be successful. Our world would tell you that take a shortcut and you'll be successful. Be popular and you'll be successful. Just do what pleases people and you'll be successful. You know, I think one of the biggest problems for the church in our world at the moment is that, you know, we're being, you see this calling not to go to the left or the right, but do you know what? I, I think the world is looking to the left and the right trying to find the answer to their lives. And I think sometimes if I'm honest, I, I look to the left and the right to go, how am I going to figure this out? But God says... Focus on this, and then and only then will you have success. I don't know if you've ever seen someone kind of cut a corner before. I remember having a great friend in, in ministry, and he was the most talented, gifted, amazing leader, still to, I think, I've, I've ever met. He had all these great gifts of God. But you know what? In his personal life, he was cutting corners. And cutting corners and not telling anyone, not journeying with anyone, just cutting corner after corner after corner. And his ministry and his life and everything that was going on at the time and everything that God had put in front of him, the ground that God had put in front of him to take, swallowed him up. And just like that, 
starting again. And you know what? There is grace for when we make mistakes and there is the opportunity to rebuild and do that. But you know what? God doesn't want us to have to start again and again. He's got ground for us to take. He's got things for us to do. And you know what? It's our character that is going to hold us in good stead to do that. My challenge to us, and we talk about this all the time, the challenge to myself is this. Is there a rhythm in your life of meditating on the Word of God? Do you have time set aside to, to not just brush over the, the pages? You know, and I, there's times where I'll read and, and, and that's good, but if there are times in life where you write things down, you allow God to speak to you, you meditate on his word, strengthen your character on who he is. You know what? No one else can do that for you. No podcast, no preacher, no leader can fulfill the role of meditating on the word of God. We've got to go after it and get it for ourselves. And then and only then. Do we truly get to see the success of what God wants to bring into our life? Not in a way that success is measured in our world, but in a way that God measures success. But he promises him, you be very strong and very courageous. Meditate on this. Don't stray from it. You know what? I think the, the, the number one thing that we have as, as Christ followers in our world is that our character, that we should be marked by our character that it should be growing more and more. Not perfect, because none of us are going to be that. We're all going to make mistakes. There's some stuff in the Bible about that too. But the reality is our character, the more we become like Christ, the more we're different to everybody else. The more we look straight ahead to Him, not to the left, not to the right, the more we follow after Him, the more we're likely to be able to fulfill the vision that He's given us. This is the third one that says this. It says, this is my command. To be strong and courageous. Do you reckon if you were Joshua by now, you're like, I think I just need to be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know what? He, finds, he can find strength and courage, Joshua, in the fact that God is with him wherever he goes. And you know what? It's the same for us. I, I, I love this phrase. Do not be afraid or discouraged. I forgot to say that to him at the beginning. Do you know what I kind of read into that is? That there's going to be times where probably he's going to be scared and probably not everything's going to go his way. But God looks at him and he's like, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged because I am always with you. You know what? When you go to work, he's with you. When you go home, he's with you. When you do whatever your hobbies are with the people that you do them with, he is with you. Through the good times, as we've just sung before, he's with you. Through the bad times, he's with you. Through the difficult times, he's with you. He is always with you. You can have strength and courage because God is by your side. Unlike my six foot four friend who wasn't that day, God is always by your side. And he doesn't promise to just solve it and figure it all out for you. Unfortunately, sometimes that's what we have to do. Again, we still see no figuring it out here. And we know as we read, God speaks with him and, and you know, helps him. And he's led by God. So we're led by God. But at the beginning of this, he doesn't get all the answers. It requires faith and trust, strength, and courage. You know, this morning, I don't know, as we might just invite the, the team to come back, I, I don't know where you are in your journey. Maybe some of you I do, because I know you really well, but others not so much. But the reality is this, God knows. He knows where he, you are. He knows what you're doing. He knows what you're up to. He knows what your plans are. He knows you, what you're afraid of. He knows what might be discouraging you today. And I don't know if you're in a, in a season that maybe is new to you today. I get the sense for some of us, maybe that's going to be the case. That maybe God's calling you to step into something new. Strength and courage because of who he is in your life. 
You know, God doesn't promise us things and then take them away. Like he doesn't say, this is, I'm going to give this to you. This is where I'm going to lead you and then it's, it, pull the rug out from underneath us. It, he, he doesn't, he's, not, he's not like that. He also promises difficulty and hard times and uncertainty sometimes. But you know what? He says it doesn't matter. You can have strength and courage in those moments because I am with you. And as you meditate on my word and who I am, I will strengthen you. And a reminder that he has promises and calling for all of us. And so maybe you're here and there's a new thing that you're stepping up into. I hope this is an encouraging word for you. But also if you're in the middle of a season right now, maybe you're coming to the end of one or maybe you just don't even know what kind of season you're in right now or where it is or where it'll end. Maybe it's awesome and you're really happy where you are. Maybe you're discontent with where you are. Maybe you want to be somewhere else. Can I encourage you just to trust in God? To trust the promises that he's given you. To know that this would have been a reminder for Joshua in and out of this season, beginning, middle, end, anywhere. This would have been, this was God's calling to him at the beginning. I imagine if Joshua was a note taker, he probably would have written that down and put it on the pinup wall of his tent <laughs> as this reminder of what God is saying to him. And my hope would be this morning that God would develop a strength and a courage in you for the life that you are living to be able to take the ground in your world that he is calling you to take. That your journey where he's leading you would be prosperous because of what he is doing in your life and where he's leading you and where you're going. And so we're going we're gonna to sing for a moment and, and just have a, a moment to reflect on our lives. And I, I love this, this song, Highlands. I love the, the bridge of that song. I'm, I'm useless with lyrics, but that's the bit that probably goes wherever I walk. Yeah, that's the one. And I love that because it, it talks about, I've listened to that song a lot. I can't believe I can't get the lyrics down. But wherever you walk, wherever you go, whether it's a mountain, whether it's a valley, whether it seems easy, whether it seems hard, whether it, you want to be there, whether you don't, whether you like your job, whether you hate your job, whether the, the season you're in is, is challenging and difficult, He is always with you. And you know what? The promise doesn't change. So don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. Because he's called you for a greater purpose. So I think for some of us, you just need to hang in there. And for others, you need to be reminded that it's him that delivers your strength and your courage through every season. And it's not something that you acquire at different times and it, you lose. He doesn't say, oh, you can have strength and courage now. And later he's like, be strong and be courageous. He doesn't just say it once. He says it three times. Repeatedly, strength and courage. What did he think he was going to need? Strength and courage. God's people more than ever before need to have strength and courage. And I believe as we go and we are the church scattered, the church gathered will grow. You know, we're doing this thing Alpha on Wednesday night that you've probably heard a, a fair bit about, 7 p.m. In our, in our cafe up at Merrill. It's a great opportunity to go out into your world and go, hey, come to this thing. There's a free dinner. That's what I've been using, free dinner. You know, young adult guys, they love free dinner, so they're all about it. And I'm like, then you can watch this video and you can, you can literally opt in or opt out after that. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Just come and have dinner and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. But you know what? It takes strength and courage to do that in your world. It takes strength and courage to be different to everybody else and not cut the corners. It takes strength and courage to tell someone about Jesus. But you know what? This is what he gives us because he's right there with us. 
and he's right there with you. Can we stand? Lord, I thank you that in you, we find our strength and our courage. And Lord, I pray for each person here. Lord, that there would be a reminder that you have called them. There would be a reminder that you love them. There would be a reminder that you have plans and purposes for their life, that wherever they put their feet, you are calling them to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Lord, I pray that your people would be people of strong character, that would be known as people who are strong in what they believe. Lord, may you help us read and meditate on your word and understand it and absorb it for what it is. That we wouldn't look to the left or the right, but we would focus straight on you. And Lord, we thank you that your presence is always with us. Even now, God, I pray, I just feel led to pray for anybody right now that's in a season that is maybe difficult or, or maybe you're, you're worried about stepping into something new or, or maybe there's a little bit of discouragement or fear in your life. I pray right now that God would be with you in that, that you would know that he is standing next to you, that he does not leave you, that he does not abandon you, that the, the promise doesn't change because of that, but that he has purpose for your life. And that there would be excitement about your life. There would be excitement about what God is doing in you and through you. That your faith would be built. That there would be faith over fear. Lord, I pray that you would move amongst your people in this place. Do what only you can do. But may we leave here with a little bit more strength and courage because of who you are. Lord, we praise you. Come on, can we sing those words out together?